0: America welcomes you to Stars of PR with Cindy R. Now, here's the host and CEO of PR Public Relations, Cindy Rakowitz.
1: Good morning, everybody. I really hope that most of you had the opportunity to listen or download last week's show with the very, very fabulous Paul Michael Glazer, who most people will remember as playing Starsky from Starsky and Hutch he uh, has released a new book um, it's fiction and it's called Crystallia and it's about a journey with um, you know young children oh I should say preteen children who are trying to find answers through their mother's illness their mother's terminal illness and they go into a world that's very magical and full of gems, characters that Paul created himself. And it matches all of the elements of what's great in the Earth and Alice in Wonderland and The Wizard of Oz. And um, I think you should look for that book right now and um, certainly listen to the show to hear Paul's insights on www.voiceamerica.com. Today we're talking about stuff that's a little bit more real and a little less fantasy, and we are talking to... Nancy Fox, a colleague of mine, the Business Fox Coaching Programs, and, um, you know, I'm very excited to have you on the show, Nancy. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's so great to be with you, Cindy. Um, it's so, so good to have you. Um, I, we have, uh, you know, a couple of segments together, and I know that you gave me a few questions, so feel free to talk Long to the answers since we have four segments that we're going to try to go, three or four segments that we're going to try to cover. Um, You know, Nancy does something that I feel is really necessary in business. She is a business coach. She has all kinds of programs to help you um, increase revenue and all kinds of transformational seminars and um, comes up with really clever ways to help you get engaged and focused and motivated in making business better. And I think she's going to share with us some really, really good tips, and I'm excited to hear them. So, um, Nancy, thanks for coming on, and thanks for giving tips to the listeners. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I just, you know, I get really excited about
2: sharing Lots of information that it took me, you know, years to accumulate. Um, and I, what, what really excites me is being able to share it back with people because so many people are uh, looking to grow their businesses right now, and many are actually starting businesses right now. So it's a perfect time to be talking about all of this.
1: It is a perfect time, and it's the perfect time because the economy is at its lowest that we've seen it in our lifetime. Um, you know, which is really kind of sad to say because, you know, I think that we're peers and, you know, we really haven't seen a healthy economy um, in our grown-up years in a very, very long time. It's it, You know, it's going on That's... 10 years, um, mm-hmm. we've lived through, you know, some recessionary trends, maybe in, you know, the 90s when we saw the dot-com, you know, bust. After the dot-com boom, um, you know, even in the 80s, we've seen some recessionary activities. But now we're faced with sort of, you know, something similar to the Great Depression, certainly by, you know, everybody's accounts. And, um, you know, it must be, you know, challenging for people to get business the way that they used to get business, so they need to call somebody like the business fox.
2: Well, you know, this is the thing. You know, it's so funny because you're right, Cindy. That you know, in my just in, uh, I've been in my own business after um, a, a long corporate career. Um, can you hear me? Okay, I just fine I to... we hear you just fine. Perfect. Okay, great. Um, uh, you know, I've, I've seen a number of different swings in the economy. I mean, I certainly re- remember back in 1980s. When, when there was the crash, the you know, stock market crash, but certainly nothing like what we've seen now where there's been an extended lengthy period where business has really been in a contraction. And that's the difference now, that it isn't just that business has been lagging and that we're in a recessionary time, but that it's been going on for a very extended period of time. So people's ability to be resilient and to be persistent and consistent over this kind of time frame now people are starting to feel the, you know, the, the extended effect. And so their mentality is, you know, we really need to be, you know, people we need to be giving them encouragement and ideas and tools to withstand that kind of, you know, situation that's been going on for such a long time. That's uh, one of the challenges right
1: now. Oh, and I think that that's really true, but there are a lot of people who, you know, have to relearn rules completely because either in, they were in the corporate sector and they have no idea how to be an entrepreneur, and it's really, really hard to be an entrepreneur when there's not much money to go around. That's exactly <laughs> true. I've, the, I've actually, you
2: know, that's been a whole series. I've just been seeing a number, a whole slew of new clients come to me because of that very situation. And they've been building businesses for their companies for a long time, but building one for yourself is quite different. So that's really. Yes, of course.
1: Yeah. <laughs> totally. So, um, right.
2: And you know that for yourself, too, right? I mean, you've seen the difference when you're doing it for someone else. You've got a lot of resources at your beck and call, and then you can use, you know, there are a lot of people you're interacting with. When you go off on your own business, you really have to structure things very differently. You have to structure yourself. You have to manage yourself very differently. So that's one of the biggest challenges for people to get into the kind of um, pattern and structure and, and work ethic and, and work pattern. And then, you know, which tools do you use? What kinds of resources do you do you uh, do you utilize and what do you say yes to and what do you say no to?
1: It's a whole other whole other set of questions. It really is, and boy, do I wish that I knew what a business coach was back in 2001. <laughs> no. uh, you know what? Over the last 10 years, I've learned a little thing or two on my own. Yes. But um, boy, <laughs> did I wish that I knew what a. But as you know from our prior conversations, Nancy, I was just too. Arrogant, and um, I think that's part of what happens to a person that may have been high up in the corporate sector, and um, then they expect, well, if I did great in my company, why wouldn't I do great on my own? Well, you need a whole different skill set. So (laughs) totally different. It's a total
2: different, you know, ball of wax. That's for sure. Um, But I, you know, if you really look at look at the people who have been immensely, immensely successful in business. Um, They've all had really strong mentors. And they one thing that, you know, is really a consistent um, factor is that when they, they really will seek out guidance and mentorship um, when they know they don't know something. And I think the desire to be successful includes a piece of being willing to say, if and when i need help i'm going to reach out for the right people to do it so that's part and actually i relate to what you said cuz i too was arrogant when i left the corporate world i could figure this out i you know i built businesses and one of the beautiful things about being an entrepreneur is actually learning you're always learning and i love that and i think that people who go off into their own endeavor and their own enterprise you're always in a growth mode and it is the, it is one of the things that makes the whole experience very enticing and very exciting because you're never bored. You're never going to be bored.
1: No, I think that's true. I like always being in growth mode even though it's really quite challenging. It is. That's you know, true. From time to time. But I love your enthusiasm and stuff. I know that you guide business owners on how to attract top-tier clients, and that's one of the services, service capabilities that you have. Mm-hmm. And Let's describe top-tier and, you know, how does an entrepreneur do this? Um, you know, you can make a list of the clients that you would love to work with, and I would imagine that that's part of the exercise in your coaching process. But um, what else do you do, Nancy? Share some of the secrets. So the first thing is you re-
2: everybody has a different idea and definition of what is top tier. Uh, for, I'll just give you an example of when I Began my business. Uh, I, I I really knew that um, I I was serious about making it a business, not just a practice, and that's really one distinction that I really wanted to have it be a thriving um, endeavor. And you know, if you do the math and you sit down and you figure out exactly, you know, where the how you're going to generate the revenue, how you're going to generate the profit, you can really pretty much see that. The who you work with and how you work with people is going to have as much of an impact on what, as, as, what you do, right? So I sat down and I realized that if I was going to really make this a successful venture, I really needed to figure out who I was going to attract into my business and who I would choose to work with. It wasn't quite so simple because the people I was meeting at the, at the, uh, at the outset We're not necessarily people who are really ready, willing, and able, and that's, those are the three key words, ready, willing, and able to invest in growing a business. So I began to, you know, put together a strategy about, well, who would be, you know, who are the right people for me? And I started to shift dramatically where I was networking and who I was interacting with so that I would be connecting with people who were seriously motivated, who had the um, interest and who were had the means and willingness to invest in their own business development. So they that brought me to very different levels of networking and uh, events and conferences and things like that. And I also started to do some strategic uh, analysis of what industries and what vertical industries would be appropriate for the development of a really successful business. I do the same thing with clients and with colleagues. You know, I'll say I'll ask them very specifically, "Who's your sweet spot market?" You know, who who are these people? And when we really drill down and we dig at it, you know, I'll I'll ask them, "Who is your top? Who is a top tier ideal client for you?" And very often people will say, you know, they're too broad in their definition of who the ideal client is, and sometimes they're actually a, you know, almost they're they're hesitant. I should say maybe not afraid, but they're hesitant of uh, targeting a really quote unquote top tier client because they they don't think they can really they can really get that kind of client. They don't believe it. And so we actually sit down and we work seen, on what does top tier mean to them? What kind of what kind what is an average client in their in their revenue base and what will it actually bring to the bottom line? We do a very very careful analysis of that. So to each person, you know, for some people. You know, a $10,000 client is a top-tier client, and for others, you know, one of my clients wanted a million-dollar client, his first million-dollar client, and so we went to work on creating a strategy. It really is about what's your business model and who is ideal for you, what would be an ideal client, and what's the revenue that they're going to generate to your business, and what does that really mean to your bottom line?
1: Okay, well, yeah, that makes sense, but when... People, when you give them strategies, give me examples of what those strategies might be. So, um, you know, somebody says to you, I mean, let's just say they're, you know, in PR and marketing, okay? Mm-hmm. And let's say, the, you, know, the, um, you know, they want to go for, you know, mid sized to large companies, probably large companies, and they would like to contact entertainment industries and they have really good entertainment industry experience, but they've been kind of out of it for a while. So, you know, a lot of their contacts aren't in the entertainment industry anymore. You know, how do you approach that? What's the um, business box approach? Okay. So what I would do is I would say to someone, okay, so first of
2: all, I would ask, okay, what's a large client? Because large could be a $50 million company or it could be a $250 million company. It depends on what you consider large to be. Okay, so you, okay. I, you start going first for, you know, okay, where, where what size company would that be? And then I would be looking, I would suggest to people that if they don't have their entertainment um, industry clients or contacts anymore, that they start to look at business publications that appeal to the entertainment industry and also associations that appeal to the entertainment industry. Those associations those uh publications will be featuring conferences that specifically attract you know information and um, uh issues that relate to the entertainment field and entertainment of course is a huge field so you could break it down into sub areas right it could be uh it could be movies it could be it could be television it could be um, uh, uh endorsement product endorsements and things like that. and it could be um, technology, so many different things relate to entertainment. So let's say you break it down to those kinds There are associations for every subtopic within entertainment. So you could start doing some exploration about those kinds of conferences, seminars, and, and events. And what happens is at those events are speakers, and there are breakout sessions. And within those breakout sessions and within those events are dozens and dozens of the right people decision makers and of course then you break it down to who is the who is the most natural person who would be your contact person who would be the decision maker to bring someone like yourself into, an, uh, into a project so you know, it might be the marketing director, it might be the VP of marketing, it could be the senior VP of marketing. It depends on what level
1: of project you want to be doing. Or if, if you really are very senior and have been a chief marketing officer or a division president, it would be the chief operating officer. Absolutely, or, or it would be the CEO.
2: Right, and those right. CEOs are doing speaking at very, very select events. You definitely want to be attending and you want to be connected. And if you know, there's a really wonderful book out. Keith Ferrazzi wrote the book, Never Eat Alone, and Keith himself um, started as a marketing director at Deloitte. And um, he, what he, his whole strategy is to go to the right events and make sure that you are front and forward and you meet the speakers because the speakers are the decision makers. And he would literally hang around the stage after the speaker was complete and would make sure that he introduced himself to the speakers. And that's how he started to build his top-tier network, And that's how he started to get his top-tier clients. So he just put himself in the right place at the right time. But it takes a lot of – you have to do a lot of strategic planning. In fact, he literally talks about how he would hang out in the men's room waiting to talk to the speakers. I mean, it's crazy stuff, but he really did it, and that's how it really worked for him.
1: I think that it's a good strategy. We're going to have to take a commercial break in a second, um, and then we're going to have you on for a few more segments, Nancy. So – we have a lot more to talk about. You're giving very, very good advice. These are the strategies that my listeners really love to hear about, and I thank you for that. So don't go away because we're going to have more with Nancy Fox, the Business Fox Coaching Program, um, www.thebusinessfox.com. Stand by. News. 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 Opinion. News.
0: Sellability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307.
4: Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows.
0: VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.vrpublicrelations.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one
3: internet talk station where you're a Opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Welcome back to Stars of PR with Cindy R. If you have a question or comment, call in at 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to the show. Here's Cindy Rakowitz. We're
1: back with Nancy Fox. Um, and she runs the Business Fox Coaching programs, and um, she has a newsletter that I love the title of, Network Like a Fox Business Bulletin, and you can definitely get a free newsletter if you go to www.thebusinessfox.com. We were talking about one of the... Nancy gave a lot of advice in the first segment, and I encourage you to go back if you're just tuning in now about... How you develop and how you begin to meet top tier um, clients and in this economy, I think it was very useful advice so you know go back and listen to the last segments and we 're going to continue to talk about it and um, Nancy, I, I guess we're to the point now where I want to ask how do you how do you get them to see you as top tier and ultimately hire you? You mentioned that going to these Conventions and stuff or trade shows, which, by the way, you know, they're pretty expensive. Do you ever find that they're cost prohibitive for people? Because when you go to an APSE or, you know, a National Cable TV Association or, you know, even NAB or all of these entertainment conferences, um, it's easy when a business pays for them. You know, a big company pays for them. But it could be pretty steep for, you know, $1,200 for somebody to, an individual to find that kind of budget. What do you advise?
2: You know, people say this to me all the time, and I this is what I say. You know, it's like if you hang out, if you hang out with top-tier people, you're going to get top-tier clients. If you hang out with not-top-tier people, you're going to get not-top-tier clients. So the way I look at this is people say, well, it's very expensive to attend these conferences. It's very expensive to sit in first class. However, I consider it as part of the marketing budget. If you're going to invest money, and some people will just they just keep going to a lot of events that are lower price, but they go to more of them. So if you add all of the money up, just going to one really top-tier event could actually be more productive, more cost-effective than going to a whole slew of low-ticket events and meeting the wrong people. So, if you really if you think about strategically how to maximize your investment, you will actually wind up spending less money and, and get a higher return. So this, that's the, the mindset has to shift. That's one of the things that I actually talk to people that, you know, about, that their, their perspective about what to, invest in, what to invest their marketing money into is actually very key in the end result. So I'd rather see people spend a higher ticket on one good event than I would on several lower ticket events and not get the return on the right investment.
1: I think that that makes sense. That's very, very good advice. And it really depends on what a person, what the goals are, too. And I'm sure you come up with a tailored program that makes the most um, cost-efficient sense that will garner the best results because you're good at what you do. But anyway, how do you get them to see you as top tier and ultimately hire you? Was the question.
2: So that's a that is a really that's a great question, and it really takes some real thinking about how that has a lot to do with your personal branding, which I know you do a lot of talking to people about in your work with with, um, business people, Cindy, and what I'll talk to people about is they've really got to have a mindset of what's in it for the people that they're meeting to actually, you know, communicate with them and interact with them. One of the ways that I'll I'll talk to people about is to really think about how they can connect people with other people. So most people have a lot of contacts in their database that they haven't leveraged. They haven't really optimized. They there these contacts they've never they haven't contacted them. They're just sitting in their databases. They haven't done any interacting with them. And many people are sitting in your data, database right now, I promise you, and they have a lot of influence and clout and they have they know a lot of people. So one of the ways that I teach my clients is to really to have other people see them as top tier is to have them start creating um, uh, efforts to, to connect other people with each other, to have events of their own so that they can bring the right people together in the room, so that they can really um, have other people see them as influencers themselves. And you have to start somewhere. So maybe you're not going to start with the CEO, but you're going to start with the senior level, you're going to start with the senior level, senior level management because they have some, they have some needs. They need to be getting their people into action. So you really start having conversations from the mindset of what's in it for them to even talk to me? What do I have for them? And I, I really work with people on developing specific strategies like hosting events, like in, like connecting people with one another, like um, actually doing some of their own networking events so that they can and round tables so that they can bring the right people into the room together and have something of interest to others, another strategy that I will teach people is to um, th- the, one of the beautiful things about hosting your own events and having you know, maybe creating panel discussions is you can invite other people to speak on your panel. So, for example, you know, Cindy, let's say I wanted to be, let's say you're my decision maker, right? Right. And I don't have anything, I don't have business for you. But I really want to get connected to you, and I want you to get to know me, and I want you to see me as a top-tier person. If I start hosting my own panel discussions and I bring the right people together and I say, Cindy, you are a really awesome business person. You have a lot to offer to my my network. I'd love to have you be on my panel. Would you be willing to speak on my panel? I mean, it's pretty likely you'd be at least, if you have the scheduling availability, you'd be pretty interested because who doesn't really want to be on a panel where you can get your presence known to the right people. So if I bring the right people in the room, you're
1: going to want to be a speaker at my event. Does that make sense to you? Of course. No, it's, um, you know, the best way to um, break through the clutter to potential clients is by being a business leader yourself. So, exactly, um, you know, you either make events or you host panels or you join panels and then all of a sudden, voila, guess what? You become, you know, more of a business leader rather than just another person looking for a job or a client.
2: Absolutely. You become a go-to person. And being a go-to person attracts top-tier people.
1: Exactly. Exactly right. So, yeah, I'm glad that all of the time that I'm spending... (laughs) <laughs> being, a, being a leader is actually exactly. I mean, just um, you know, this, you're, you're this, absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Nancy. I, I think you know. I want to really reinforce and empower you with everything that you're saying. Um, you know, it's interesting for me now because I'm doing so much of this. I'm doing what every, everything that you would be recommending to your clients to do. But because, as you know, I'm finishing up the book. That's really my only focus now, rather than. Um, you know, rather than closing on a top-tier client for the moment. But Mm -hmm. what I'm hoping is that everybody that I meet through all of these public speaking engagements will want to buy my book next year.
2: Well, and I'm definitely going to be supporting you in that for sure. And I think I really want to acknowledge you for you know taking on a project like that and having the right strategy around how you it takes that kind of strategic thinking to map out your time so that you spend the right time on the right projects and you and how to utilize that as the next part of your business development strategy. So and actually bringing up the fact that you're writing this book, I want to just you know sort of dovetail with that a little bit that another strategy is to have people when they do write articles and books um and and many people realize that content is king today when you are doing writing and when you're using interviewing in, in a book or an article is another really great way for top tier people to see you as top tier
1: if it's good and i want to ask you a question about quality nancy um you know because i think this is really important i um a lot of people write books. You know, we see you know in our networking communities, lots and lots of people write books because basically, if you are an artisan in your business and very, very experienced in your area of you know your your area of expertise, um, you know, because of the onslaught of electronic publishing, you know, and um, the ability to self-publish today in the digital world. I mean, anybody could be a book writer. But what I see, and, you know, I see a lot of it because, as you know, you know I, I edit quite a lot of stuff too, is a lot of the writing is just not top tier. And, you know, my feeling is, is that if you're just kind of swapping stuff on paper, it might be a good marketing tool, but what's the longevity and the reach you know, if a person sees that your writing isn't exactly stellar, well, I think that's why there are people like you to help people up
2: up level their their communications in on, in the printed word and all of that. And you're right; there's a lot of but it's like anything else. There's a lot of there are a lot of great movies and a lot of junky movies. There are a lot, there's a lot of great TV and a lot of bad TV. There's a lot of great reading. There's a lot of lousy reading. So I think it's always where there's going to be the gamut of this. And I think we as um, the the world is so filled with information now that we one of the challenges for business people is to sort of wade through the morass of information and how do you decide, you know, what you're going to read. I find myself, to your point, Cindy, I download a lot of books now and I find myself like reading, it's great to get a sample so I get a sense of how good it is. And then I find myself reading like three quarters of the book and then I put it down. The ones that I go all the way through are the ones that I really, I, they're the ones I remember and they're the ones I use as my reference tools for a long time.
1: Right, you know, because you remember them and then probably, you know, have more of a desire to work with those people that engaged you. Absolutely. With their Absolutely. books. Um, you know, so it's, it's just, it, it, the quality factor is, I just think, so very important in the lessons that I've learned, you know, not only in the corporate world but in the entrepreneurial world. It's not just the ability to identify and deliver. You really have to work on your skills. If you're a public speaker and you're not really an engaging public speaker, you're, you're going to be, you know, you're not going to be remembered and people might even trash you. It's true. (laughs) And now we've got all kinds of, you know,
2: people are really, they're commenting all over the Internet, so, you know, there's no hiding anymore, that's for sure.
1: No, absolutely not. So I think that that your strategies are great, and, you know, I just want to add from my experience the quality part. Do it right. Don't do it right away. Mm, I love that. Do it right. Don't do it right away. I love it. That's great. coming to, to the end of this segment. I, I told you, Nancy, that the segments go by really, really fast because yes, we banter and chatter and are extemporaneous. So, um, in the next in in the next segments, we are going to um, identify business models. You know that will appeal to top tier clients I know we talked a little bit about that in terms of marketing opportunities but I think you have more meat and um, developing personal brands and uh, you know the competitive marketplace today and online approaches to developing business and you know all the answers Nancy Fox and I'm really happy to have you so stand by don't go away and learn some skills
0: turn saleability into profitability with the help of vr public relations visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call 1-818-783-3307
4: movie premieres charity events tv specials radio shows
0: vr public relations we do it all www.vrpublicrelations.com streaming live the leader
3: in internet talk radio VoiceAmerica.com.
0: free advice from crisis communications guru cindy rakowitz now call 866-472-5788 let's get back to stars of pr here's the host and ceo of br public relations cindy rakowitz
1: we're back and we're talking about how to develop more business and how to be the best at what you do and nancy fox is the one that tells people how to do that and the last two segments covered a lot of areas, and now I just want to get to some of the meat and talk about, um, I, you know, I think that we've talked about how you find top-tier clients and see how they will ultimately hire you, um, unless you want to add anything to the higher part.
2: Um Oh, um, so in terms of hiring, I think that becomes a, a whole conversation about what is a sales conversation today in our world when we are so heavily pitched, right? There's pitch, pitch, pitch all the time. We're being marketed everywhere, you know, banner ads, and we're just, it's constantly pitching. And I find that, you know, the people who are at the top tier end of the marketplace need to be, we need to really remember that they are very savvy. People are very, you know, information savvy now. They're very savvy about competition. So there isn't a lot of smoke and mirrors that we're going to be able to get away with, not that we really ever could or should, but just today we really need to be training, getting training and being, you know, proficient in what I call the velvet clothes. And what I mean by that is you really want to be, being respectful of what engages people in a uh, in working with you, and what's going to be the magnet for them, we really have to understand our potential clients, especially at the top end of the market, because they're they are they are seeing and talking to the best of the best. So you have to really think about what you know what really resonates with them. What's what are their pain points? And using these traditional, quote-unquote, salesy techniques, and, I, and, and there are a lot of sales training companies around, but I find that they are very manipulative and they're very, I, I really believe that just really getting engaged with a potential client and really listening to what their pain points are and what they would really love to accomplish in their business, and in their enterprise is the most effective. When you become a person who really understands another person's business, when you get into their world, they are much more engaged and interested in engaging you as a potential, you know, supplier or vendor or service provider to them. They want to know, most of all, what can you do for me and do you understand my business? And therefore, that, you know, it, the, the, the actual closing of the loop per se becomes very velvet. It's very smooth. It's not a push. It's not any convincing. It's really both of you are on the same page and now it's a question of mapping out the strategy about how and you're gonna, how you're going to work together.
1: Right? Well, organic. Very organic. Another word, and I and I always found Nancy that that's really the best approach um, for you know best approach to business development for you know a lot of my colleagues um, and what has worked for me post um, post post corporate life. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the organic part is really important. I think it's so simple. Um, you avoid some of the contrived cheesiness, oversell stuff. Um, if you sample some work with some of these potential clients, um, you know they start to know, uh, you know what you're capable of, and then they want more. I find that to be really great, and I know you do a lot of a lot of seminars also where you sample your work, Nancy, and you know you give out you know um, you know at least a free consultation. So if they really are impressed. By what they already know you can do it's kind of like if they do have the money to spend they're going to find it i think sometimes people well first of all money let's talk about
2: money for a second which i think is one of my most it's one of my favorite topics because people there's such an, an electric charge around an emotional charge around it so the first thing i want to say about that is that about free for a moment um, because of the Internet and, and just so much information being available for free, we as business owners have a, a responsibility to determine how much we'll give away for free and where we need to start charging. So on the flip side of, you know, demonstrating and, and sort of this velvet clothes concept that I just discussed, an organic, that, you know, your de- definition, which is organic, I would say that you really need to think carefully about how you're going to be demonstrating your value and your your specific talents and skills, and what makes you unique, and then where it begins that you know a very serious and accountable business conversation you know begins, so that people re- recognize that you're not there, to, you're not a charity, and you're not a nonprofit, right? Well,
1: there, yeah, actually, yeah,
2: and I'm sure that happens a lot to people all the because- time. People are very unclear as to where free ends and business begins. So I think that becomes a very important question, one of the things I work with my clients on diligently, uh, and we dig very deep as to exactly where free should end and how you segue the segue conversation. We literally script it out where the segue is into, so let's have a business conversation. When people want more, as you said before, um, sometimes people want to actually give, they, they, don't, they don't know how to actually turn that into turning the, cl- the you know the, the, the financial clock on. Okay, now you need to start paying me. So we actually have a, we, we go through a whole process of learning where that, how to segue that conversation into this is how I work with people.
1: Right. Now, and I know that's probably difficult for a lot of entrepreneurs. Um, I, I finally got it down and you know that I've been on training wheels after the corporate experience, <laughs> yes. we've talked about that, and you know what, it's, a lot of people ask me for a lot of stuff for free, I mean, mm-hmm. because I am velvet and organic, um, you know, a lot of people will, you know, just say, hey, do you think you could introduce me to, you know, um, your contact at you know, the LA Times and, you know, maybe I could talk to them about getting a business story. Now, that's a signal for me and a trigger for me that I've identified over the years, and I'm sure you coach your clients with triggers. Mm-hmm. And the trigger is when it comes to setting up a meeting with the press, mm-hmm. that's where I charge. <laughs> right, and you're very clear about that. And you, yeah,
2: and you awesome. need to have the, sh- you have crafted how you say this to people. And, I, and in each business, Every single business is a little bit, you know, unique. Has a different language, has right. a different set of terminology. For you, it's when someone wants an introduction to a key person, whether it's the press or,
1: or you know, could be a, a different kind of an introduction. But that's essentially well, it's only with media because media. Uh, it, that's where my agency's bread and brother, br- exactly sorry, bread and brother, bread and bread butter. And butter is, right, is,
2: we get it. Right. So, um,
1: you know, it's. I, I will make introductions to anybody that I know or can. But when it comes to when it t- comes to media contacts, media tours, booking people on the media, my partner and I devised, you know, the philosophy that that's where we charge. We will not do that for anyone gratis. We will give people, you know, media strategies. We will tell them what media might like their areas of expertise. Um, we'll do even some media coaching, which we usually charge for for an hour, you know, for an hour or two session. But we'll give a sampling of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to when a person says to us, "Hey, can you make an introduction to the Associated Press?" Uh, yeah, but you know what? Now we're turning the clock on.
2: Right exactly and and learning how to say that in a way you know, is and uh, that 's what I was saying before that people are becoming very accustomed to free and so and, and sometimes also they 're not even conscious about asking for something that is really what you get what you pay the bills with, so um, it really becomes learning how to have those very delicate, and sometimes I call them difficult conversations, that people get very uncomfortable, but that's a great and very necessary skill to develop. And if you're going to be a top-tier business owner and you're going to attract top-tier people, you absolutely need to learn how to have those conversations with finesse.
1: No, you definitely do, and I'm glad that you're there to coach people how to do it. How about personal branding, Nancy? I know that's something that you do... Um, really that you are very passionate about in your practice um, and you coach people about using social media platforms and you probably advise people, you know, uh, you know, how to elevate their brands in many, many different mediums. Talk about how that can attract top-tier clients and, you know, a little bit about your philosophies and personal branding.
2: Well, you know, it's you know, it's funny. Um, I, I've always I came out of the marketing world, so branding was always very important to me. And then, certainly, a product brand and a company brand is one kind of branding. But when it comes down to your own personal brand, uh, it is so. As a business owner, it becomes a very essential piece of the equation because there's so you're always going to be no matter what industry you're in, you're going to have. Other people who do, who are in the same arena as you, maybe they don't do exactly what you do or exactly the way you do it, which is sort of where we where I'm heading with this whole conversation about personal branding. But there are going to be, you're going to have competition. There, there are a lot of people who do what you do. There are a lot of business coaches. There are a lot of PR people. How do you establish a personal brand? where people will remember you and, and distinguish you from all of the others, right? It's not just what you do. It's the who you are that I'm talking about in personal branding and what's the memorability factor and what do they remember about you. So um, I began to realize that it was going to be not only very important for me to create my own personal brand, um, and I did a lot of thinking about this for a really long time, and I'm really glad that I wrote, read this book because it clicked in for me immediately. Like, I I just, it was like a big light bulb went on over my head. So I read this book, and many of you may have read this book, but if you haven't, I highly recommend it. And it's called The Tipping Point, and it was written by Malcolm Gladwell. Now, Malcolm Gladwell, um, he's actually a writer for, I think it's New York Magazine, and he's really not a business guy, but he wrote this book called The Tipping Point, and it was all about what basically what the biggest factors are that make big changes in um, sort of in, in the world, not just in business, but like what shift, what trends come out of, you know, different small, different areas of, um, of shifts. So I read this book, and he basically broke the situation down into three different kinds of people. And he identified there was the salesperson, there was the maven, and then there's the connector. And I started, I got completely jazzed about being, you know, like, what's, what's this connector person, a person who just has, knows a lot of people, he knows how to connect people with each other. And I started looking for my connector who was going to open up all these different possibilities for me in my business, and I spent two years doing that. So two years later, a lot of frustration, I didn't find a connector. And I said, you know what, heck with it, I'm going to become connector myself.
1: And you're a really good connector. We're coming to the end of this segment, Nancy, so we have one more minute if you want to finish up on connectors real quickly, and then you have one more segment to go. Okay, great.
2: Well, personal branding, that became my personal brand. That's how I distinguish myself, and I work with with people on how to establish their personal brand, and it really involves everything from how you look on the outside, how you put yourself together, what your um, images in terms of how you dress, how you, you know, present yourself, to how you speak, how you communicate, what, what uh, avenues you pursue, and how you present yourself inside out and outside in. And that's basically what personal branding is.
1: Interesting. Um, I, you know, I'm going to finish up a segment because it's close to home. When um, Voice America, this radio podcast was, um, before they were um, spun off. Um, Their parent company, Once Upon a Time Motivox, had all of the top executives read the tipping point. So (laughs) we're all of us at Voice America who were at the company when it once was Motivox before the rest of the company got sold to Ascent Media, um, knew the tipping point through and through. So let's take a commercial break and um, stand by for more with Nancy Fox and... um,
0: saleability into profitability with the help of VR Public Relations. Visit us online at www.vrpublicrelations.com or call
4: 1-818-783-3307 Movie premieres, charity events, TV specials, radio shows.
0: VR Public Relations. We do it all. www.brpublicrelations.com www.vrpublicrelations.com
3: The Internet's number one talk station.
0: Number one
3: talk station. VoiceAmerica.com my
0: Cindy Rakowitz has won more awards than she can hang on her wall, including three Cleos. Call in now at 1 472 5788 and you can have one. Okay, maybe not, but she will answer your questions. Back to Stars of PR with Cindy R.
1: We're back with Nancy Fox, and we're finishing up talking about her very, very useful points in identifying top-tier clients and top-tier dollars and the strategies to go about that effectively, and um, for more information on the Business Fox, go to the www.thebusinessfox.com. Her, her last name is Fox, so it works very, very well with her. The name of her business. And, um, Nancy, you have a couple of complimentary seminars coming up. Do you want to talk about telesummits? Yeah, you know, um, I periodically,
2: usually around once a month, I will be doing teleclasses that are complimentary for people. And I change the topic, um, every month. So I'm really covering a different element of, uh, business. I'll be, sometimes I'm talking about, um, how to, um, attract online. clients online or how to develop a higher level network online which um, social media tools to use. Sometimes I'm talking about how to uh, network in the in the right places on the ground. Sometimes I'm talking about building your confidence in business. That's been a huge topic. Sometimes I'm talking to people a different, about different marketing strategies. So every month I'm doing a complimentary teleclass, and then uh, and I usually promote that in my newsletter, or I'll put it I'll post it on my web page, on my website, and then also I've um, recently I um, co-hosted a real it was a really fun project. Um, I do a lot of work with professionals, lawyers and accountants and other professionals. And a colleague of mine, um, Phil Whitman, and I, we put together something called the Transformational Trends in the Professions, And we got about mm, 14 different... Uh, different experts in law and accounting, and they talked about different trends in the professions. Uh, and we did 15, we did, and I was one of the panelists, so um, we did 15 different sessions, 45-minute sessions on different Topics of relevance, and we invite, and it was all complimentary. So people could listen in, they got information, all the calls were recorded, they could listen and play it back at a later date. And it was just really our way of giving back to the professions and being, we gave the panelists an opportunity to share their wisdom and knowledge, and then we also um, were able to uh, get connected to a whole population of professionals that really they, they were interested in different kinds of information so we got to be front and forward with them so it was a great project and we and I continue to do different um projects and give classes and I'm going to start be I'm going to begin a whole series of webinars coming up after um January so I'll be giving some um actual handouts and and powerpoints to go along with my classes coming up in 2012 so stay tuned for that
1: Great. Well, great. That's fantastic. I think that everybody should really take a look at www.thebusinessfox.com. I think that Nancy is extraordinary. And out of all of the executive coaches that I know, I think that she's very dynamic. And she's from New York. And when you're <laughs> in New York, you're top tier yourself. Can you Sorry, you can't help it. <laughs> but, um, you know, well, you know, you, when you talk about online strategies, tell me what you Tell me what you say to your clients. I mean, talk about some of the online strategies that you might share.
2: Well, well, this is really, it's actually one of my favorite topics. So thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to share about that, Cindy. Um, so when I, I'm really not a new adopter or an early adopter of online strategies. I was pretty resistant. But I find that the, that the Internet pr- just provides such an immense opportunity to be to gain visibility, and I know that this is really certainly your um, it's your area of brilliance and expertise, Cindy. But being on the Internet allows you to communicate your message, communicate your personal brand, communicate your the benefits you provide to potential clients and clients, and, and to do it in a way that is incredibly powerful and visible and viral. So I think there are a lot of different ways. It's, it's a huge topic, but I think you, be, you have to begin somewhere. And you want to be able to selectively identify the right kinds of to put your visibility and to put your profiles and to put your messaging out. So certainly beyond a website, which is pretty much, you know, it's like price of entry today in business. Everybody's got a website or should have a website, even if it's a one-pager. But beyond that, you can certainly tell more about yourself and your, and your business on LinkedIn, LinkedIn.com. And, of course, there's Twitter and there is Facebook, and those two things. I mean, it really depends on your business and how eager you are to develop an online presence. I also think there's a great opportunity to be searching to do a search, do a Google search on your own particular industry or area of focus and find out some maybe lesser-known well, lesser known sites but very effective for your target audience. So, for example, if you are, I'll give you an example. I used to do a lot of work in the pharmaceuticals industry, and so I would really search out sites and associations uh, that related to pharmaceuticals and pharmaceutical-related fields uh, just by doing a search online, and I found different um, networks and different uh, communities online that I could join that related to pharmaceuticals. Same thing on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is not just a place where you can put your personal profile and your business profile, but then there are groups. So if I'm interested, let's just take that to the next step on pharmaceuticals. If I really want to get connected with more people who are uh, relevant in the pharmaceuticals industry, I can, I can actually search out groups on LinkedIn about pharmaceuticals, and I can find different kinds of groups that relate to the, to the kinds of businesses that I want to be meeting and people in those businesses.
1: Right, and I think that's a very good idea, particularly with LinkedIn. You have the capability to really look up people who might know some of the people that you know, and then you could get real live introductions. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
2: You start to learn how to connect with them online, and people are generally open, especially on LinkedIn, which is a very – it's all professional. It's all about business. So it's not social. You know, everybody there is to do business. And for, and let's just take the whole notion of being a leader and a business, uh, a business, uh, pr- a proactive business person on LinkedIn. You not only can join a group, but this is one, one um, thing that I did that turned out to be really successful. Uh, and it took a while. So I'm just going to, a little heads up on that. I started my own group. And I started a group called Women in the Professions. And it, you know, it was really, it was for women who are professionals, who had practices and who were um, in the the law profession or the accounting profession or the medical profession. And it grew, it started really slow, but now we have close to 1,900 members from all over the world. It's really cool.
1: Oh, that is really, really cool. And do you still run this group? Or I still
2: do, absolutely, oh, okay. so
1: join my group. Oh, part. okay, I had no okay. idea. Well, you see, I'm learning about you on the air, so um, I think that's fantastic, and it's a good example of taking control of, you know, becoming your own leader and becoming yeah. your own, you know, influential. And being top tier is being influential and creating, being proactive. Oh, so, I mean, very, very good example. Well, we're, we have a minute left to this show show I'm sure that you're surprised again that an hour (laughs) so so really really does anything you want to I know we talked about online in the last minute how about face to face we talk about it when you go to public speaking you know events and all of that kind of stuff anything else you want to add to face to face Uh,
2: I want to say one last thing and actually I'm going to do I'm going to break it up into two quick parts the first thing is to be a top-tier person, I really highly recommend that you be a speaker yourself. So uh, to your point, you mentioned this before, get the training and go out there and speak because you're going to be seen as a top-tier person once you're a speaker. It takes a little effort, but it's totally worth it. Uh, and also people will come up and want to talk to you. And then I want to also segue back to something that you do, Cindy, and that is uh, we experience this, that when you meet people who are influencers and who really know great people and they are generous, like just the way you are, Meeting people like that is going to make a huge difference in your business. Like meeting when we met Cindy, it was just unbelievable. I knew that there was so much opportunity we could generate together. So here's an example of that. When you meet people like, you know, uh, people like Cindy who are doing great projects, who are up to a lot, who know really great people and who are generous, those are the kinds of people you want to be seeking out, and those are the people you want to be generous with.
1: Right, and I no, I think that's a good point, and I feel the same way you, about you, Nancy, and that's why I featured you on the show and looking forward to our continuing friendship. But we do have to go, believe it or not, and I really want people to check into thebusinessfox.com, and I I think that Nancy is very very generous too, so. Before she turns on the meter, you're going to get a lot of really good advice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
2: you for saying that. It's true. It's very true. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Cindy. It was really fun. It was
1: really a pleasure. So useful. Please download the whole show, everybody and Nancy. It should be up and available for you to download um, sometime by the end of the day. Tomorrow, if you go into www.voiceamerica.com, look up Cindy Rakowitz, and then just look for the most recent show. Okay? All right, everybody, be safe. Have a great weekend. Make sure that you turn those clocks back. It's that time of year again, and we'll see you next week.